go. You're listening to the Lawn Gospel Thursday program, Ruination Thursday, on this September the 23rd in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is who? Wes Reimnitz. Well, well hi, Wes. How you doing? <laughs> A uh, little bit of a sore throat and a little bit of a cold right now. Oh, so you're not sure really whether you're male or female? <laughs> I didn't know that had anything to do with it. I just well, something had to do with it. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy getting a couple of articles on that. Wow. Will you tell us a little bit about Megan Rohr? Megan Megan Rohr is a uh, transgender pastor in the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And uh, she was just elected earlier this year to be the first transgender bishop of the uh, Sierra Pacific uh, Senate. And uh, she is kind of interesting because if you read some of her articles, she wasn't for pronouns of they and them. But uh, as she's progressed by 2021, she's identifying with... the pronouns. She, in, in an interview, went on to say that uh, uh, she's better able to serve the people and, and know their feelings by being a transgender. Now, what does it mean that she's transgender? <laughs> well, she says she's got the male and the female parts uh, in, in her thinking. As near as I can figure, she was biologically a female and over the years years has said that uh, she identifies herself as a male yeah right now she feels she's both and um, she says I never expected being elected bishop last weekend but I felt very humbled it was exciting and surprising at the same time Now, what's interesting is she was, of course, elected as a pastor when she was female, and now she has decided to be a male. And I have a picture of her dressed as a male, and she says she's always been a member of the Lutheran Church and always had this deep sense in my gut that God was with me. Now, if that doesn't show the modern conception of gay people, that they listen to their gut rather than to the Bible, I don't know what does. Yeah, I thought that was uh, one, of the, one of the more significant parts of it is uh, I trust my feeling. In, in fact, uh, doesn't Paul talk about that in Romans chapter 1? Uh, they exchanged the creator for the for the for the creation. Yes, that they do that which is 
horrible. And this transgender is therefore part of the gay movement. And she, and we're going to refer to her as she, even though she doesn't like that anymore. But she is a she because that's the way she was born. And pretending to be a male isn't going to be, shall we say, applicable in God's eyes. Right. Well, you should say that in an interview. She says, I'm tired of them talking about my genitalia. And they should talk about what would I think I am. Yeah. You know, you can take this article and every time you see uh, the word transgender, just change it to pedophile. Because she has the very same arguments of being transgender as pedophiles have of fooling around with little children. It's in their gut. They love them. And God wouldn't allow them to love them if that isn't the way that they are to be. And so mm-hmm. uh, a pedophile thinks that he is doing okay if the person that he's fooling around with is also in love with him. And that's right. probably what's coming up next is we're going to have a pedophile bishop in Elka. What was the reaction of people to the ELCA doing this? Well, back in uh, 2000, they had a convention back in 2009, which opened the door towards gay clergy. In 2010, they did it. As a result, they say hundreds. I, I say a couple of thousand ELCA churches left left the Senate. Yes. It's a perfect example of how the gay movement is destroying Christianity and mocking God. And, you know, these people who think it's okay to be gay because there's love just don't really understand God's holy word. Of course, you can understand this because the presiding bishop of the whole ELCA is also a woman, Elizabeth Eaton. And she says this, When we say all are welcome, we mean all are welcome. And we believe God creates humanity in diversity. This is historic. And as Bishop-elect Rohr mentioned following, and she says their election, it's her election, this points people to the unconditional love of Jesus. So she's saying that all are welcome. You know, whether you're a lesbian, whether you are transgendered, whether you're a pedophile, whether you abuse women, it doesn't really matter. All are welcome in the ELCA. And of course, they already have male pastors that are married to each other. And so there was a comment by some churches that you ought not even regard the ELCA as a Christian denomination any longer. Well, we did that back in one of our previous synodical conventions, that they should 
we didn't recognize them as Lutheran, but it was it was not only the gay movement, but their their stance on open communion and uh, justification, wasn't it? And women pastors. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to destroy your congregation, allow women to be pastors. I, I well, you, mentioned this. Well, you, know, you, you, you know, you bring this up. You know, we, we talk about how hundreds and thousands of congregations left the ELCA. Is it any wonder that this stuff keeps popping us up with women clergy or bishops because there's been a lack of conservative congregations in in Elka anymore. Yes. Now, you sent me a video from YouTube where she was being interviewed. Now, she looked like a man because of the way her makeup was and this kind of thing. But I was listening more closely what she thinks is the goal of the church. And here's what she said. For every media opportunity that wants to know about me, my hope is to talk more about Jesus and about, okay, now, here's Jesus in her mind. The ways that the Lutheran Church is on the front edge of disaster response and poverty work. Boy, does that ever tell you a lot. It kind of puts John 3.16 on its ear, doesn't it? There's nothing about forgiveness. There's nothing about salvation. Uh, there's nothing about the true mission. Even Jesus says, you're going to have the poor with you all the time. And so it's not that Christians shouldn't be involved in disaster response and working with those who are impoverished, helping them out. But that is not the main function of the church. It's really helping out uh, the government in doing the tasks that it has been assigned to by God. But for mm. her, boy, that's what she's about, being on the front edge of disaster and poverty work. Her, her, her favorite quotation is, to love others and love what others love. So there's nothing about Jesus in there. No. This idea of love that is within the homosexual community is really not what we call agape. It's an erotic love, uh, a love that you get from your gut, as she says. And therefore, it's a love that she has to follow which is more important than following God's word. And there's no doubt about it that there's going to be much trouble, even more so in ELCA, not only with a head of the church being a woman, but also transgenders now being permitted. But there's another situation and would you tell us a little bit about Brenda Boss? <laughs> yeah, uh, also this summer or earlier this year, this Brenda Boss was elected 
as bishop in in one of the synods out in California, and she is a uh, proclaimed lesbian and considers the first lesbian bishop of the ELCA. Yes, this church is just going downhill more and more. And if you're a member of the ELCA, you are a member of a cult. You are a member that is trying to destroy Christianity by putting absolutely unethical living in front of their people. And even worse, that's what they are teaching their children in Sunday school and, of course, in what they consider to be worship. Brenda Boss is elected a six-year term as bishop of the ELCA Southwest California Synod. And she has spent 18 years in production for Warner Brothers Television, a member for sitcoms like The Golden Girls, Mad About You, and Sunly Susan. She believes that a huge part of being a pastor is asking, how do we give people what they need to be the best version of themselves, live into their vocation, live into their faith? And of course, she's living them into Satan's kingdom. Well, we're back then again to Romans 1, where it talks about uh, exchanging the creator for the creation. Right. And it's it's mentioned that Jesus never is against homosexuality, but Romans 1 is written by Paul, which therefore are the words of Jesus inspired by the Holy Spirit. And and that's what's such a shame. Well, and you bring up an excellent point and a great observation. When you read on that, on these and read their own words and sustenance, there's nothing about Romans 1 or 1 Corinthians 6 or Leviticus 18. And if you read into some of the prophets, they, they kind of bear witness to this, uh, that some of that was going on. You know, if you read in, in Kings, for instance, they were setting up idols and worship apart from Jerusalem and uh, setting up their false gods. And, and you see that going on right now through through Elka with the setting up of false gods. Because if you remember in her video, she also set up when, when they won't listen to you, set up your own sacred altar. Yes, exactly. Yep, you're setting up a new worship system contrary to the Word of God. And I just can't understand how somebody still belongs to what they refer to as the ELCA church. It's no longer the church as God has intended it. I'm not saying there are everybody in ELCA are unbelievers, but they're really naive if they okay what the ELCA is spending money on, supporting, etc. Now, she talks about as you become a fully integrated person 
who has come out to themselves, you realize that God has created you this way. God delights in you. Boy, pedophiles love this language because I saw a law and gospel program some time ago where a pedophile was defending himself in court because this is the way God had created him. Now, it was an old enough law and gospel kind of movie that they ended still calling him guilty. But I'm not so sure. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Uh, Law and gospel? Law and gospel. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for that correction. I I tell you, I was up last night till 2.30. I'm kind of doing a seminar on law and gospel and putting it together with mm-hmm. uh, various programs. And so law and gospel has been on my mind all the time, but you are correct. It was law and order. Thanks for that correction. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you look through all of this, what also comes to, to, to mind is I keep going back to Second Timothy chapter 4, where the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears and accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and turn away from listening to to the truth and wander off into myths. You know, isn't that something that we're seeing right here going on with this? Yes. You know, what I see, this is a really problem that Zachariah had when Gabriel came to him and said, Uh, you and your old wife, Elizabeth, are going to have a baby John the baptizer. And Zachariah looked at his gut and he said, no, uh, she's too old. How can this be? And the angel therefore said, you know, I'm from God. I'm talking what God's word is to you. And you did not believe it. So you will become mute until John the baptizer is born and you give him the name of John. So there's a perfect example where somebody listens to their gut, listens to the, well, the demonic spirit within them and thinks, therefore, that this is God's will. And that's what the whole problem is with the LGBT, etc. community. Well, isn't that you know, when you read in Revelations about the dragon, which we believe is Satan, is the mark of the beast, the 666, is really the mark of, of unbelief. Just like we have the mark of belief when we do baptism, we see the sign of the cross upon the heart and upon the forehead to mark you as one who has been redeemed by Christ is crucified. Those who follow these itching myths are really part of the dragon, are they not? Yes. Now, we ought not be surprised that this comes out of San Francisco because when uh, before she became bishop, she involved in duties such as blessing badges and praying for police officers, as well as serving on an executive committee that was developing a strategic plan for bias-free policing. That means that gay people would be regarded equally to normal people. 
And this happened in 2019. She participated in a 2019 public forum at which San Francisco police chief William Scott apologized for unjust policing of the gay community. So that's the kind of atmosphere she's coming out of. And what happened, of course, is her parents divorced. That's not at all unusual in this kind of a situation because a life is going to be falling apart when you're not falling according to God's will. Yeah, it's kind of a a whole tragic event. I mean, she seeks God, but she seeks God, as you pointed out, according to to her reckoning. And, you know, what I put down in my notes is is that uh, the foundations that they're setting up is the foundation of of self, of the creation being the the God, versus uh, the foundation of God's word, that God is the center. Because she calls herself a Lutheran, but at the set, at the very end is uh, one of the Reformation principles that talk about word alone. Yes. From a theological point of view, what the gay community has done is they have taken Pentecost and replaced the cross with that. And what I mean by that is they believe in Pentecost, they receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit tells them through their gut what is the way they they should live rather than God's holy word. So you've got many Jews who went into Babylonian captivity because they were listening to their gut as she does. And how these people cannot understand that is beyond me, except that when you're in the kingdom of Satan, following his rules, you are blind to the word of God. Uh, you know, you bring up a good point there, because in those articles, it talks. She talks about how the Holy Spirit is is stirring everybody up because she became bishop. That the media is following her and uh, uh, looking for articles, and and she sees that as as a method of evangelism. Yes, and. She indicates that in the church she grew up in, a large part of my well-being as a small child and I was developing wasn't just in church pews and in church spaces, but also through the ministries that our church lifts up in the world. And of course, ministries means working with Satan in telling people, that they are living a God-pleasing life when they are living lives of immorality. Yeah, and it's not to say that, that a lesbian or a homosexual can can cannot be saved. They they can. It's the practicing of these these things and not calling it sin, like we, we call everything. I mean, when when we do a worship service do a confession of sin, we confess everything. 
of our actions are, are sinful before God. Yes, if there is repentance, but the ELCA is communing these people apart from repentance. And according to 1 Corinthians 11, guess what that means? It means that some people are not only getting sick because they are misusing the Lord's Supper, but some of them are even dying. So that's why we practice close communion, because that's the will of God in order to keep people safe and sound. And therefore, this is not happening in the ELCA right now. Yeah. So what's our message to them? Our message is the same message Jesus had in the first chapters of Mark. Repent and believe the gospel, which means turn to the word of God to find how the Holy Spirit wants you to live your life. Amen to that. And that is amen to our program today on Tomorrow's Law and Gospel. It's an open mic Friday. You can email me at lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. Write your question, and we hopefully will respond to it on tomorrow's program. I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.